Jesus said in John 5.30, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear from God, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. This is the basis for everything we do. Unless we hear from God, we can do nothing. Whether we are called as a minister or whether we are an individual in the body of Christ. We can't do anything of our own will. We have to be called by God. In John chapter 15, Jesus says this, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Whether you are called to be a minister, or you're called by God as the elect of God for salvation, being born again, whether you're a minister or you're a congregation, you can of your own self do nothing. You are chosen by God and called by God if you are born again. One day, God simply opens your eyes to see things of God, and you are born again at that moment. It's not that you study to be born again or achieve being born again. You are chosen by God, and he opens your eyes and does something to reveal truth to you. In my case, I was in my bedroom one night when I was 37 years old. God spoke to me by his spirit and said, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. I said, sins? I thought they were mistakes. At that instant, I was born again with the truth. God called me by name, saying, Joan. He specifically called me by name. And that's what he does with the elect of God and those that he sets in the church to be ministers. We are born again by him, not by the will of man, not by our own will, not because we're trying to be something. It's simply done because it is the will of God. And this is a concept that's very difficult for many people in churches to understand. They think it's like going to college, that you're going to be an English teacher, you enroll in college, and you, by your own will and your own effort, become an English teacher. That is not so. We don't even know what to do by our own effort. You can read the Bible and do the wrong thing. You must hear from the Holy Spirit.
to do the will of God. It is by the Holy Spirit that we know what is right in the sight of God. And whether we're a minister or whether we are the congregation, each of us must be born again by the Spirit of God and we are set in the position that God wants us in on this earth to do the will of God according to what he wants done on this earth. And some of us are placed in the church as ministers of God. Some are placed as ministers of God. Not all, some. And that is just like Paul was set there because Jesus spoke to him by name and put him into the ministry. And it was done from heaven. As Jesus walked on the earth, he selected some apostles, but not Paul. Paul is not like Peter. Peter was chosen by God as Jesus walked on the earth. But from heaven, God chose Paul and put him into the ministry. And that's the way the New Testament ministers are. From heaven, Jesus calls us. And he teaches us when he calls us. I was born again August 5th, 1975. And during the next five years, God would teach me by the scriptures and sometimes just by concepts. And when he was ready, he put me into the ministry and revealed to me what he wanted me to do. On January 10th, 1980, in the night, what I believe to have been an angel of God spoke to me while I was sleeping. The voice was like hearing a trumpet blown in your ear, very loud. He said three words to me, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed and wrote the letters KWJS on a notepad. I didn't want to get those letters mixed up. I felt they were call letters to either radio or television. When I looked it up, I found it was a radio station. And I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And a little bit like Moses, I began arguing with God. I, I'm a writer, not a speaker. I heard instantly from the Holy Spirit, call the radio station manager. So as soon as I thought the business would be open, I called the station manager at KWJS. I said to him, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? 
he said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long. Send it to me, and if you fit our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. I made the tape that same day, put it in the mail that same day. Within five days, I was exhorting the church on radio station KWJS. Within a year, I was on radio from Hartford to Seattle. Just as I had heard that voice in the night that said to me, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. At church one day, a woman came to me and said, I want to do what you do. And I was shocked. I said, you do? I really couldn't imagine anybody wanting to do what I was doing. I did it because I heard from God to do that. And I was trained for five years by God in truth of the Bible, as well as how to operate as a minister in the ministries to which I was called. From heaven, Jesus gives gifts to the church, which are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Ephesians 4, 11, 12. Some people operate in ministries and they don't even know what they are. They've been raised in a Baptist church and they've never even heard of being a prophet. There was one very famous Baptist minister and I would go to radio stations and meet the radio station manager and he would say to me, you remind me of such and such, and it would be the same minister. I always felt that this man might be a prophet, but he's a Baptist and probably doesn't think there are any prophets today. But the reason those radio station managers were identifying me with him is because we probably had the same calling on our life, at least one of the offices. I have two offices to which I'm called, apostle and prophet. Apostles simply deal with church doctrine. They're always dealing with the Bible and trying to get people who are born again to follow scriptures. For many of the churches today have eliminated scriptures and changed the doctrine of Christ. One of the key examples is Jesus said the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. I have never heard this scripture taught in a church. I've attended many different churches in my life, but I've never heard anyone teach that. And often they perform ceremonies, marriage ceremonies in the churches, those churches, where men marry divorced women. They used to teach this a long time ago, Matthew 5.32, where Jesus said the man who marries the woman who's divorced commits adultery. They used to teach it. I had some friends after I was born again 
a married couple, and as I got to know them better, she confided in me and told me she was divorced and Hal was her second husband. One day I asked Hal about this. Now, he was in churches back in the 1940s because Hal was in World War II, and he was in churches at that period of time. And I said to Hal, if you had known Donna was divorced, would you have dated her? And he thought about it, and he said, no, I don't believe I would have. At that time, they were being taught Matthew 5.32 in the church he attended, that the man who married a divorced woman commits adultery. His wife had died of cancer, and he wanted to remarry. And he chose two women at the church he attended to date. Donna had kept it a secret that she had been divorced. And he started dating her, fell in love with her. Then she told him she'd been divorced, and he married her. But he told me that if he had known she was divorced, he didn't think he would have dated her. Matthew 5.32, well, we'll just read it. Jesus was speaking to the men at that time, and he said, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. We had a man in our church group many years ago who filed divorce papers against his wife. And when I learned of it, I called him and I said, was your wife unfaithful to you? He thought about it and he said, no. And I said to him, well, the only reason in the Bible that a man has where he can divorce his wife is if she's unfaithful. And I gave him this scripture, Matthew 5.32. Apparently, he read this scripture, studied it, and he stopped the divorce proceedings that he had filed against this wife. Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication. Fornication is the only scriptural reason for a man to divorce his wife. Otherwise, if he divorces her for some other reason, he will be the cause of her committing adultery. For if that divorced woman goes out and remarries after divorce, she will commit adultery. And the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now, see, you're not taught these things at church. I've never heard it taught at church. But this is what Jesus said, and it's printed for us in the New Testament Bible. Today, there's a lot of pressure put on people to approve homosexuals and lesbians. 
a woman said to me, do you support gays and lesbians? I was so shocked. I replied, no, I don't think I, I don't think so. Later, I sent her the scriptures on the subject. Romans chapter 1, start reading at verse 24. God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was me. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Each time a person asks me, what do you think about homosexuals or lesbians? I refer them to these words, showing what God has to say about it. It's not what I think. It's what God tells us in the Bible. We simply accept the thinking of God on the subject, and we conform our thinking to what God says. Is drunkenness a sin or a disease? The medical people today, a lot of them, will say it's a disease. But the Bible shows me drunkenness is a sin. So which do I go by? Do I go by what God has to say in the Bible about the subject, or do I go by what the medical profession says? As a Christian, I set my goal to know what the Bible says and to go by that which God tells me in the Bible. It is the only thing, really, that the New Testament church has is the New Testament Bible. It is our doctrine. Paul says, Be not conformed to this world. This is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We do not conform our thinking to what we hear on television news. We conform our thinking to what God shows us in the Bible. And that is what we live by and we build our house by, is on what we read in the Bible and the concepts that God shows us 
from the Bible by his spirit. Building your house on the word of God. There was a Catholic woman who used to come visit me a lot. And she would bring some kind of worldly saying to me that's not in the Bible. And I would just say to her, now, what you've just said is not in the Bible. And I want to build my house on the Word of God. It's the only thing we have, the Word of God, that we, as Christians, can build our house on. What God says about the subject. We live in the end times, and in the end times, Paul said there would be a falling away before Jesus came. There would be a falling away from Scripture. And Antichrist would come in. Antichrist comes into the churches by the removal of Scriptures. And many churches today set up doctrines that are not according to the New Testament Bible, but rather they are doctrines that are set up by the reasoning of the flesh of man. It's unreasonable to think God wouldn't want that divorced woman to remarry. One of our church members, before she was born again, went to a pastor to see if she could remarry as a divorced woman. She had been raised Baptist. She went to a pastor and she asked him. She said, I want to remarry. I am divorced. Can I remarry as a church person? And he said, well, I don't see any problem in your remarrying. My sister is divorced and remarried. Years later, this same woman was born again. She began reading the Bible. And when she read the Bible, she saw that she committed adultery by remarrying after divorce. And she was so angry with the pastor who told her that she could remarry. You don't go by what your sister has done. You go by what these scriptures tell you the only thing that we have. One time a Jewish woman told us that she was a Messianic Jew, meaning born-again Jew, believing in Jesus. She then began to talk about this man that she had met. She was divorced, and she was hoping that they would marry. Pam Paget was talking to her, and Pam shared with her scriptures on this subject. And the woman said, oh, we have our own doctrine at church. We don't go by the Bible. When I heard this story, I just screamed out, you don't go by the Bible. The Bible is the only doctrine that we have. But many churches are antichrist. Many have fallen away from the scripture and set up another doctrine by their own reasoning, by their own fleshly mind, and have departed from what Jesus said in the New Testament Bible. And 
that which the apostles and prophets said in the New Testament Bible. These are Antichrist churches. In 1982, I was reading 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Paul says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself, above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. God said to me at that time, the falling away are not people leaving the church. The falling away are the churches leaving the scriptures. That was in 1982. After that, I was so sorrowful because I would go to church and I would hear things spoken that were opposite to the Bible. It grieved me so much. Finally, in the year 2016, I realized that all of this falling away was ordained by God for the end times. Because Paul said, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day of the Lord shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed, Antichrist, who goes the opposite way to the Holy Bible. So I saw by that Jesus cannot come for the elect of God until the end time churches begin to fall away from Scripture, and set up other doctrine. And that is Antichrist. After that, I wasn't as grieved when I ran into one of these churches that has changed doctrine because I know it had to happen before Jesus returns. Now, they will be destroyed when they set up other doctrine. Because in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, we read, And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Verse 10, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, and then that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. They cast away scripture to believe what they wanted to believe. They didn't receive the love of the truth through the holy scriptures that they might be saved. Verse 11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The truth is the New Testament Bible, for all scripture is inspired by God. Jesus is the word of God. All truth is in that word of God.
So we who are born again by God, by the word of God, conform our thinking to the New Testament Bible. For that is truth. And we build our house on those scriptures of the New Testament Bible, believing it and doing it. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.